Hello and welcome to the Vexillogicast. From the home of the Rising Sun Chair, which is a bit of Americana, I'm Simon the Cannibal. First and foremost, I'd like to apologize for the tardiness of this episode. I've just done a really bad job of managing my time. A long weekend trip to Ohio did not help things. I have a second apology for you. I think this is going to be a short episode because there was no way I was going to be able to do all the things I'd like to talk about in this episode in just one episode. So, we're going to call this Sun Flags Part 1. As always, you can find show notes on vexillogicast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T dot com, and discussion is on the subreddit, Simon the Cannibal. So, let's talk about Sun Flags. On today's episode, I think I'm going to focus on just four flags, those of Japan, Bangladesh, Greenland, and Palau. I was hoping to fit Nepal, Rwanda, Argentina, Uruguay, and New Mexico in here, as well as Taiwan slash the Republic of China, but I think that's just too much for one episode, so you should be getting that next week. To start us off then, let's talk about the flag of Japan. An iconic flag, one of the most recognizable around the world, Japan's flag is a white flag with a red circle in the center. And I say in the center, and this is in fact a relatively new piece of information. Japan's current flag, as it is described, was officially adopted in 1999. That's right, Japan's official flag is only 16 years old. That being said, however, Japan used a similar flag, officially slash unofficially, since 1870. And this is just one of those quirky legal things where an official flag was made and then laws were superseded by later laws and the laws that had made an official flag actually went off the books for a bit. That being said, of course, the Japanese flag as we now know it goes back quite a bit further as it is kind of this call to a sun god or reminiscent of a uh, sun god divinely investing an emperor with power. The symbol goes back to the 600s, and in fact there are extant flags from the 16th century where this red sun on a white flag was being used. In 1854, as part of a continuing thread in this podcast, Japan really started to get involved with a merchant marine, and so therefore had to identify itself on the high seas to European trading ships. And so 1854 really sees the official decree that, hey, we need a flag to put on our ships so that these other people that are sailing ships all around the world know who we are. 1870, it's adopted as kind of a national, this is the imperial Japanese flag, the emperor's change, but the flag is still used as representation of Japan. There was, of course, some controversy after World War II, and in fact, running several decades, about the appropriateness of using the red sun on white field flag, as we know now, that is the official flag of Japan. Now, I mentioned something interesting earlier, which is that the flag was officially adopted and somewhat changed in 1999. And this is a very interesting tidbit of vexillography and vexillology. Until 1999, the sun, the red sun that you see in the middle of the white field, was offset toward the hoist 
either 1% or 5%, depending on which document you were going off of. Of course, as a physical object, and as I've tried to hammer home throughout this podcast, this is good practice so that the sun always looks centered, even if the flag is flapping around. And should your flag become damaged on the fly end, you can hem that fly and the sun will still be centered on the flag. In 1999, for whatever reason, possibly the advent of the digital age, but that's mere speculation on my part, the flag was changed so that officially the sun was centered in the white field. Of course, there is another flag that is widely associated with Japan, and that is the flag of the Japanese Navy, or the Japanese Coastal Self-Defense Force, or whatever it's now called. And this is a very well-known flag if you grew up watching American World War II movies. This is a red sun offset toward the hoist quite clearly with red rays shooting out from the sun out to the edges of the flag. It's a very striking flag, and it is, in fact, still in use or has been recommissioned by the maritime forces of Japan. The Japanese army also uses a similar flag. In this case, it's very funky, I do have to say. It is a centered sun, again with rays shooting off of it, but there's a little gold trim that comes in at as triangles so that the, the flag looks like it is on creased paper. I don't know how else to describe it, and you will have to take a look at a photo of this. I really can't describe it well. Two last notes about the Japanese flag. First up, as a traditional way of showing mourning with the Japanese flag, and that is mourning, M-O-U-R-N, as in someone has passed away, is to fly a black ribbon above the Japanese flag. And this is a substitute for flying a flag at half-staff. Secondly, there is a large Japanese tradition of writing on their flag, but, and this is crucial, not in the sun portion of the flag. It's considered very good luck and very meaningful to transfer a flag that has been written on the white portion to a person, again, for good luck or for well wishes. Our next flag is the flag of Bangladesh. Bangladesh's flag is a green flag with a red sun offset toward the hoist. Very similar to Japan's flag, but it's very noticeably only a third of the way from the hoist. It's not centered. Bangladesh's flag was designed in 1971 originally by an independence movement trying to get an independent Bangladesh. And the flag originally had a map in yellow of Bangladesh on the red sun, which was again on the green field. In 1972, the flag was officially adopted, but without the yellow map. According to lore, according to the designers, the red is for the red sun and for the blood of the martyrs, and green represents Bangladesh in and of itself. Bangladesh also has a civil ensign and a naval ensign. The civil ensign is in fact a red flag with the green flag of Bangladesh in the canton. So you have the red sun, the green flag, on a red flag. And the naval ensign replaces the red field with a white field. So it's the red sun, green flag, white field. And again, as a vexillographic note, the sun is offset, so it always seems centered when flying, and so that should there occur damage to the flag, it can be mended without looking bad. Our third flag of this episode is that of Greenland. 
Greenland's flag is also a new flag. It was adopted in 1985. The designer was Thu Christensen, and I'm probably not pronouncing the first name correctly. And Greenland's flag is, interestingly, the only Nordic flag that does not use a Nordic cross. Although Nordic crosses were proposed during the flag competition, often green crosses or white crosses on green for, of course, Greenland. To describe the flag of Greenland briefly, it is a white and red horizontal bicolor with offset toward the hoist, a circle that is the inverse of those two colors. So it is a red and white circle. So to go through that again, you have a white stripe, a red stripe. On the white stripe is a half circle of red. On the red stripe, there's a half circle of white. And those half circles themselves make a full circle. The flag is supposed to represent mostly ice and a setting sun and sunshine on the water. If you can imagine the red of a setting sun on water, the white upper part is supposed to be land ice, the, the white lower part is supposed to be flow ice, that sort of thing. As a coincidence, there does exist a boating club that used the flag of Greenland before the flag of Greenland was adopted, and that is the boating club of H.E.I. Rosport. And I don't know if that's a coincidence or if the designer was inspired or what exactly went on there, but it's pretty funny that there was a boating club whose flag is now the flag of Greenland. Finally, I just wanted to quickly mention the flag of Palau, which I shouldn't actually mention on a sun flag episode. Palau's flag is sky blue with a yellow sun offset toward the hoist, like we've seen with Bangladesh and Greenland. However, and why I said it's not appropriate for this podcast, this flag is actually the moon. Apparently to the Palau people, a full moon is the best time for human activity. And so it is a time of celebration, of fishing, of sowing, of tree felling, of carving canoes and that sort of thing. And so that's why they have it on their flag. The blue, of course, is the ocean. Palau is an island nation. And the moon again, off-center on the flag, is to represent the people on the islands. It is an interesting and striking flag. And honestly, of the flags I've talked about today, one of the ones that just makes me feel the most happy to see. All right, like I said, this is going to be a bit of a short episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've learned something. Show notes will, of course, be available at vexillogicast.com. Discussion on the subreddit, Simon the Cannibal. And you can tweet at me at cannibal underscore Simon. Next week, I hope to... Next week, I hope to release an episode that is Sun Flags Part 2. The Sunning. The Afterburn. Which will cover, depending on how I'm able to mix things up, Nepal, Taiwan, Rwanda, Argentina, Uruguay, and New Mexico. New Mexico, of course, being the one that I want to get to the most. In any event... Thank you for listening, and best wishes from the Vexilogicast.